Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, the two-time former mayor of the great city of Downey. And I'm here with my co-host, Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot. And you're watching, you're listening, Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. Eric, you want to introduce our guest? Absolutely. Well, it's always nice when we have somebody with us, joining us. It's nice to have a guest. Uh, our guest today is District 1 City Council candidate Ramon Casas Jr. Did I pronounce that correctly? Correct. Yes, you did. Uh, thank you for being here. We're excited to have you. This is part of our series of uh, talking with City Council candidates, getting to know who's running for office, and you know, giving voters a chance to learn about their candidates. Uh, so let's start. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for office? Okay. Yeah. You don't have to lean forward. Yeah, you'll pick it up. It's good. I'm Ramon Casas Jr. I'm a third generation Downey resident. I'm very passionate about the city of Downey. It's very dear to my heart. My parents grew up in Downey, my grandparents as well. Now I have a beautiful daughter, Olivia. She's three years old, and I'm raising her in the city of Downey. I have a daughter named Olivia, too. Oh, do you really? Yeah, we do. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. So to be quite frank with you, when my father passed away about three years ago due to COVID, I felt very drawn to the city of Downey again. Mm -hmm. This is where all of my great memories were established. So once I moved back into Downey, I wanted to make a major impact and help develop the city in many facets. So I decided to run for city council in order to make a positive change and in order to implement positive growth within Downey. I consider myself a man of God, a family man, and I believe I'm the true conservative in this political race. Great. Okay. By, so by the way, District 1 is Southeast Downey. Okay. This is the same seat that had been uh, Blanca Pacheco when she was on the council. Uh, she resigned that seat, uh, which left this opening when she was uh, elected to the uh, state assembly. So this is an open seat uh, right now. So there is no incumbents. Uh, and we have three candidates running. Uh, Ramon is uh, two out of the three that have decided to come on. So thank you for being here. Um, so Ramon, so tell us, what do you think are the biggest issues facing Downey? today well i've noticed that there has been an influx of crime actually Um, there's been an uptick statistically i've seen some illegal activity occurring in the city Um, street races illegal street uh, street vendors um, uh, some fights break out in downtown downey i witnessed those Um, a lot i consistently hear on the news drunk drivers passing away in the city of Downey. There, there has been a reoccurring theme in that regard. And I feel like we need to have more of a police presence in order to encourage safety in the city. I promote safety first. And I think if you do hire more, hire and train new police officers or recruit them laterally, that it would be a proactive measure in order to keep the city safe. So that's one. I also, I mean, there are quite a bit. Um, I have a plan for Downey called the Downtown Downey Revitalization Plan. The downtown area is quite blighted. It's very outdated. 
I've been a witness to that. I do still enjoy it. I've always enjoyed downtown Downey since I was a kid. But we don't have great tenants in there that attract the city and the various residents. So I think we need to invest infrastructurally. And if the money is limited in regard to the, the public funds, then we need to bring in private equity. So I do have quite a bit of experience in commercial real estate, and I have a degree from the University of Southern California in city planning, city management, and city policy, public policy. So I would be able to use my academic and educational experience as well as my workplace experiences with uh, commercial real estate, and I'll be able to find private funds, various uh, investors that I'm familiar with, and help the city reinvest into downtown Downey with the infrastructure, bringing in new tenants, making it more pedestrian friendly. So that's the downtown Downey revitalization plan. Um, like I mentioned, more DUI checkpoints. Um, there are a couple grand scale vacancies that I found. One specifically in the Stonewood Mall, where the Sears once was. Mm -hmm. That's been vacant for quite some time. I think mm -hmm. we should bring a power tenant in there. I have a couple suggestions, perhaps a Dave and Busters. I know Long Beach recently incorporated a Dave and Busters. I know we have the demographics that would really enjoy a Dave and Busters, perhaps a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, I know a lot of residents wanted a Trader Joe's, mm -hmm. a Sprouts. There's another vacant building on Lakewood and Firestone next to the Starbucks where the Big Lots once was. Mm -hmm. That would be a perfect place to have a Sprouts or a Trader Joe's. That's one example. Um, I also would like to incorporate a 4th of July, an annual 4th of July parade and fest. Downey has been renowned for being a patriotic city since I was a child. I'm not sure if you remember them. They're, the Pattersons used to live next door to us and they were heavily involved within the city. And we just grew up, my grandparents and parents, we grew up very patriotic, enjoying si Downey as a, a, a city that was proud of being part of the USA. And I've, I've, based on my conversations with various residents in Downey within my campaign, they're advocates of it. Mm -hmm. This would promote grand scale patriotism. We could have members such as yourself, people who've been affiliated with the city, both of you, come through the parade, have, uh, event, have the veterans come down as well law enforcement, all the people affiliated with the city and, and represent the, the city of Downey with the 4th of July Fest and Parade. So I'd like to introduce that. Uh, let's see here. Global Diversity Month is coming up in October. I know we have quite a bit of Latino events within our city. We have the Havana Nights, we have the Dia de los Muertos. I think we should continue incorporating those, but also promote events for different cultures too. Mm -hmm. I had suggested events for, for the Irish, uh, the Germans, we have a large population of Germans, Irish, Italians, Asians, Africans, and include them. A lot of people feel left, left out. If we're going to have events for people, well, let's have events for all demographics, all races, and I, that's very feasible. So I think to the core with my city planning experience, I know it's imperative that we are inclusive and let the community feel inclusive. And if you're able to do that, 
then you generate a lot of enthusiasm and, mom and momentum for the city. So I think that would appeal to the city at large. I have a lot of things here. Can I ask we'll, a we can get to that yeah, as well. Sure. Yes. You know, one of the issues facing not just Downey, but yeah. the entire region is homelessness. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, and part of it is, you know, the mental health uh, crisis with it. Absolutely. Do you have any thoughts on how you would address it if you were elected? Oh, yes. Now, first and foremost, we need to take care of the well-being of the individual, right? The, the person that's suffering. We all know that's not the position they want to be in. They want shelter, they want food, they want adequate services, a job perhaps. So if there is instances in which there's consistent transience in one location, I believe that it's important that we send them in the right direction, uh, in a, a mental health institution where they can get various services or an evaluation so that we could help them at the root of the issue, the root of the problem, and get them mentally stable and help them, guide them to the correct area of need. I went on a, a ride along in Hermosa Beach. Before I became a teacher, I was going to be a police officer, so I had to make a big decision as to which career I was going to spend the rest of my life in. And in Hermosa Beach, when I did a ride along, they just pushed them along, they pushed them eastward. Just keep mm -hmm. on going. Keep on going and as far east as possible into our area. You know, I think we need to take better measures, get them the adequate help, and get them off of the street, get them safe shelter. Mm -hmm. Okay. What? So, um, so everybody, we we ask all the candidates the same yes. question, so that way at least everybody can get the position. Yes. Of uh, course. The goal, the goal is for us, for all the voters, to be informed on you. So. Um, what do you think? Uh, do you support marijuana dispensaries in Downey, for Absolutely example? Absolutely not. That's going to, like I said, I want to promote family values, conservative ethics within our city. By opening up marijuana dispensaries, it's going to cause, it could cause some chaos. It could cause different people from different cities coming in at various hours. It could, it could disturb the neighbors and the community. Along with that, there might be other you know, drugs that other uh, people might be using. You know, I, I'm not quite sure what they're using, but if they're using marijuana, they might be doing something else and they're bringing that along with their vehicle and exposing it to different people. It's just, I think, a, an unsuitable implementation. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you about rent control? That's been a, a topic of discussion here in Downey. Um, rent control, is that something that you would support or not support? To be quite frank with you, I believe that the power is vested into the property owners. The liability is in their forefront they are responsible for all the finances, for all the overhead that pertains to a household or apartments. It's their property and they have the right to do what they would like to do with their property. And I should say additional rent control because there is rent control yes. already yeah. in the state of California. Yeah. Yes, oh, yes, there is rent control, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't encourage more. Got it. So what do you think are, in your particular district in Southeast Downey, what do you think are the biggest issues facing your district, for example? 
Well, along Imperial, that's where there tends to be quite a bit of transience. And with transience, sometimes comes drug usage, instability. Some might have criminal records. They need help and they need a foundation. They need a place where they can find the help. So along Imperial, all the way where Downey begins on the west of Imperial, you'll, transients tend to walk from areas such as South Central Los Angeles and Compton, Southgate, and they take Imperial all the way up. And unfortunately, a lot of problems derive from that. There are some burglaries, I know for a fact, in District 1, I've been told mm -hmm. that there are quite a bit of break-ins to vehicles, vandalism, uh, Imperial's a long street, they're straight, they're straight racer, street racers, street racing mm -hmm. uh, that is going on at this time. So I've noticed that. I also noticed that there's a street called Benedict, and it's in District 1. It's right on Benedict and Imperial, and there's a Circle K right there. Mm -hmm. And there seems to be a lot of illegal activity. I, I see uh, you know, people uh, meeting people at the windows and exchanging things for money. I take my daughter there to go get milk or orange juice yesterday we just went and bought a couple Gatorades it was safer yesterday but even a couple people looked um, a little uneasy and suspicious in their activities um, I've heard that along Benedict some illegal activity goes on as well so I'd like to get that cleaned up I don't see enough police officers patrolling and I think that's critical to take that proactive mm -hmm. measure um, oh also right where pizzas right on Woodruff, mm -hmm. right there, there are mm -hmm. RVs that are camped out. They've been there for quite some time. And for the most part, every few months, there's another one that's added into that corridor, that main thoroughfare. And it's not legal. I mean, what if <laughs> you can't just have a bunch of RVs coming into Downey and parking along public streets? It's not legal. Mm -hmm. I've seen, oh, right there too, I've seen illegal vendors right by Columbus High, the adult school. Mm -hmm. the extent, the, I've seen mm -hmm. street mm -hmm. vendors right there taking up sidewalks you know my grandparents my parents really started a business called El Ranchito Markets two of them one in Hollywood one in Pomona then later my grandparents invested with us they did it legally the right way they worked hard they got all the permits they got all the licenses and they were so proud of doing it the right way the right way in America the USA what a dream come true to open up your own business in the mm -hmm. USA they did it the right way so illegal activity shouldn't be encouraged it's it's simply illegal they shouldn't be able to just set up shop and sell their products along the street if it's illegal yeah so something that's kind of a, a little bit of breaking news on it uh, you know our police chief just announced that she's going to be retiring at yes. the end of the year um what are your thoughts on our police department and our our chief in general first and foremost safety first that's what I always encourage. If you have a safe city, and if that's your first priority, not third, fourth, fifth along the line, if you, if you support your law officers and your firefighters, then you'll receive the benefits of that. It will be retributed, and they'll take more pride in their work. We'll have more police officers hired. 
when I when I, I consistently go to the city council meetings, every city council meeting, and unfortunately, the other two candidates, Horacio and Elvira, they don't show up at all, point blank. Okay, so I'm the voice of District One. So I've had to address the city in regard to various police policing issues, and one time the current police chief requested more police officers. I was present and I like Mayor Frometa. She's a great woman, hardworking woman, a great mom. She's done great work as the mayor as well. But I was surprised that she so suddenly responded with a no without contemplation or without some kind of reverence or respect to the police chief, just a, a, an immediate shutdown. And I'm a professional, I'm 39 years old and I. I I knew it was somewhat disrespectful in that regard. And if your police chief is requesting more officers, let's take this issue very seriously. The population's growing in Downey. We have big businesses coming in, the promenade and other businesses uh, opening up and, and launching with a higher population rate, with more businesses coming in to increase the economy we need more police officers and it's it's critical yeah. you mentioned your your two opponents yeah. what do you think makes you the better candidate first and foremost i'm the conservative i'm a conservative candidate i care about maintaining the values of downey the family values that we had and we once had. Also, with the mere act of showing up to council meetings and being the voice of our city, being the voice of District 1 as well, specifically, I find that my campaign is very genuine. I have a great platform. I have so many great proposals, great plans. I have a degree, a college degree from at one time one of the best policy schools in the United States of America and in the world, the Sol Price School of Public Policy. I have a college degree from USC. I'm well educated, educated with the operations yeah, of a city. I gotta, I gotta push back. I'm a UCLA guy. Oh, I'm only kidding. I, I, bit, <laughs> no, no. I bit my tongue the whole time <laughs> on there when you were talking. You, about, you did better than I expected. I know. I'm kidding. I just couldn't hold it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, well I, you know I, the value of a strong education, yeah, no, especially kidding, within. Yeah this specific field, yeah. city management, city planning, and city policy, public policy. That's my forte. I'm passionate about it. I had that objective early on at the age of 18, starting college. I knew that I wanted to be heavily involved in politics and policies, city operations. So I feel as though the other candidates aren't prepared to take on such a heavy task with all of the different sectors that are heavily involved within mm -hmm the city, whether it's park and recreations, finances, I have a great background in finances as well, which also leads me into one of my proposals as well. We need to audit each department thoroughly. Um, there was a proposal from the director of the Columbia Memorial Space Center. Mm -hmm. Great guy, man, the, the guy, he, he's a great speaker, very poised, well-dressed, very sharp man, very mm -hmm. good man. The thing is his mathematic calculations were way off. He wants to have a new infrastructure built 
and he had the breakdown of the finances and, and the cost. So there was an estimate of 30 million to 40 million dollars. Mario, you know we need to be more specific in regard to estimations. I mean, when you have a quote of 30 million to 40 million dollars, that's one fourth. That, that's a huge gap. There was a difference between, I think, the bill. I'm on that board. Oh, good, good. <laughs> so I helped put those numbers together. So there's a difference between uh, also the building, the new building and the ongoing programming yes. to also the upgrades on the existing Columbia. So that's what that difference was about. And so I'm on that board and, and, and along with former Mayor Rick Rodriguez, former Mayor Dr. Brosmer and Nader Mohegan on their chair. I think that's so, a great idea. Yeah, Believe yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Now we, we own the only we own the full scale mock up of the uh, of the space shuttle. Uh, Apollo 11? On their, no, the space shuttle. Oh, the space shuttle. Yeah, inspiration. we named it Inspiration on their, oh, the city of Dallas. So nice. we own it. That's what created the other ones, you know, obviously. So, yeah, space is right up there. So, yeah, that's we love our Columbia Center. I was mayor when we opened it. That's uh, fantastic. In, in 2009. So, it's yeah, it's, it's dear and dear to our hearts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 So is there anything that you'd like the viewers to know? Any last thoughts that you'd like to give them about, uh, about yourself and why they should vote for you? Anything about knowing about you? Yes. I'm a person that's very inclusive. If we're going to have festivals, if we're going to have various events that are catered to our community members in the city of Downey, we need to have events that promote inclusivity. So I think that we should have a Downey Community Festival. And that will include various ethnic groups. It will have traditional families, nuclear families, members of the LGBTQ plus community, everybody, okay? That's what a community is, okay? Different races, different ethnicities, different cultures. I'm not an advocate of the Pride Fest. I think it was exclusive, specifically catering to people of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community. Now, I'm all about including that LGBTQ plus community in our events, all of our events, but also along with members of the nuclear family and traditional families, various family dynamics. So that's something that I want. I want to have a Downey Community Fest that's all inclusive. Another major thing, like I had mentioned, though, I really want to make a firm stand on this. We need to audit every department. No loose ends. Every penny counts. Okay? That's where I come in. I stand firm in my beliefs. And audit every department. Make sure that all of the funds are being allocated adequately. And any extra funds, utilize them in the correct manner or put them into the general fund. But... We need more accountability in every department to make sure that, like I said, I know the Memorial Fund, is, it's great. I advocate for it. We're, we put, Downey put the people, Downey put the first man on the moon with Apollo 11, okay? And I'm very proud of that. Now, and it actually happened on my birthday, July 20th, in the 60s, obviously, but that's my birthday <laughs> as well. So, but that discrepancy, 30 to 40 million dollars. Where else is this happening? In what other department? Oh. Twenty to thirty million. No, we need to have. We need to be specific with the allocation of our funds, and use the funds 
in various ways that will support an inclusive community. Okay, great. Okay. We thank you for being on here. Yeah, uh, we appreciate like it. Like we mentioned earlier, uh, we gave this opportunity to every candidate. Not every candidate took us took up uh, the offer, uh, but we do appreciate that you were able to uh, to speak to us, speak to the voters, and give people a little bit more insight into what you want to do for Downey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in your district, uh, Mr. Ortiz uh, also did come, Horacio Ortiz and yourself. So we had two-thirds of it. Uh, Elvira chose not to. And in District uh, 3, uh, we had uh, Ms. Pemberton and Mr. Valle chosen to attend, and uh, Gil Gatsby did not. So at least you know two of the candidates out of the six that didn't. So I think our residents can at least uh, get the opportunity to get to know you folks and, and see. So uh, thank you for being on here. Uh, folks, These were, we're going to drop these uh, in a row. Uh, on Talking Downey, both wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, on Apple, Spotify. Um, and uh, we appreciate you watching and listening. Hope that this series has been informative for you, uh, has given you an idea of who our candidates are. Um, it's going to be very specific. The election in November, uh, people in District 1 are going to get one ballot. There's only one thing to vote for. One of the three there for the city council. The same thing will happen in District 3. So this is a special election. So it's very important that you go out there and vote because you will not have, there's nothing else on the on the ballot. But for us as a resident in the city of Downey, it's very important that we make the right choices. So you in District 1 uh, will have an opportunity uh, to vote for uh, one of these uh, officials to become your next elected official. So thank you for listening in. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Thanks for listening to Talking Downey with Mario and Eric.